Stay refreshed with Taste Salud, the ultimate hydration experience. Dive into the world of Agua Frescas, designed to elevate your day, boost your energy, stay hydrated, and unwind with Salud's on-the-go stick packets, each with just one gram of sugar. Exclusive for our listeners, enjoy a 10% discount on your first order with code TASTE10 at checkout. Visit tastesalud.com for the full selection. Taste the difference with Taste Salud. Cheers to health. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. I gotta save it. Okay. Because I do, I saw what got tweeted out this afternoon on Thursday afternoon, and I feel like now there is some momentum building. There's people now that are going to try to tail your picks. Oh, but also I've got a lot of listeners who are looking to do the, uh, the 0 for 3 parlay. Who believe that now that it, the video is out there, now that it's at a nice clean fifteen and zero, that now it's time for the old regression. I could see that. Lot, lot of pressure on me tomorrow, buddy. Um. So, right, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you still like Baltimore in the AFC North? Well, yeah. So, sense? speaking of betting odds, we looked at this on Sunday. The Bengals have the worst odds in the division, but the more I hear people talk about this division, I feel like they're talking themselves into Cincinnati. With the worst record in the division. And the hardest schedule. And the hardest schedule. I went through it today on my show. Um, I don't think Baltimore is going to win the division. I do not. I'm going to answer that question directly. No, I do not think they will. And I think this will go down as one of the... Well, I think it will go down as the biggest failure of the John Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson 
partnership because I don't think this year they'll have an excuse. Last two years were injuries. Um, you know, even the year he won the MVP and lost to Tennessee, it was still a great regular season when they lost the playoff game to Buffalo. They had beaten the Titans in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to win this division. And I think it's so winnable. This is not a good division. It was thought of as maybe the best before the season started. It's actually now one of the weakest. And I think they're going to probably get to like nine and eight and either sneak in as a wild card or miss the playoffs altogether. Do you have a pick to win the division? Yeah. Yeah. This team I cover, I think the Steelers are going to win. Okay. Okay. Well, now I understand. Well, look at their schedule. You want to play the schedule game? Go look at theirs. I mean, Baltimore isn't terrible. They've got San Francisco. They got Miami. uh, They have Detroit. But Baltimore's schedule is not terrible. Um, Listen, Cleveland, we don't know what's going on with its quarterback. The Bengals' schedule is brutal, and they're injured. And your offense doesn't exactly inspire a whole heck of a lot of confidence right now, though. Are you guys finally going to acknowledge that Jalen Warren's the better, the best running back on your roster? Uh, I've been telling the Steelers that for months, and they haven't listened. And the answer to that is no. Najee Harris will probably start against the Rams. Okay, well that's idiot. That's idiotic. Uh, are you going to answer the question? Or are you going to? No, they're going to win. Yes, they are. They, they're my. I was making. I was answering the question by pointing out that your questions about Baltimore pale in comparison to the questions about the other three teams in the division. One team can't score, another doesn't have a quarterback, and another has already suffered the most losses, has the toughest schedule, and the most injuries. So, yeah, Baltimore is flawed, but they are the least flawed, I think, by a considerable margin uh, than the other three teams in the division. So, yes, Baltimore will still win the division. Seahawks and Bengals. This is my favorite game of the weekend. Do you agree? Um. I do because we were talking about no, you know, no Deshaun Watson obviously hurts that game, and I find Tampa to be pretty boring. Even though uh, I love watching Detroit week in and week out, I thought you were a little disrespectful with where you put Bears Vikings in the rundown. Uh, but yeah, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a very good slate, to be honest with you. It's not a good slate. So I do think, I do think that this is the best game. I think that this is the most interesting. Like if the Bengals offense doesn't look better uh, against Seattle. I think people will get more and more concerned at home, given some of the points allowed that Seattle has given up this year. And we now have the subplot of DK Metcalf's mouth writing checks that Witherspoon has to cash. What did he say? I didn't see that. Oh, he said, uh, he was like, Chase is an awesome player, but he's like, but I think that uh, Devin Witherspoon uh, is going to handle him. Or 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 get the best of them or whatever he said. But I like, like that. It's it was awesome. And then like Chase responded to it, you know. And Witherspoon is coming off one of the best games a cornerback will have all year, and he is awesome. But Chase is coming off a fifteen catch, three touchdown game. So so you got DK Metcalf with his little injury, but now is he going to try to out duel Chase? You got Witherspoon against Chase. It's it's a it's it's a very fun game. Well, it has shootout potential. It really does. And I know the total if the Bengals' offense is right. Yeah, I mean, if they play like they did last week in Arizona, this has a chance, and Higgins is supposed to come back and play. There can be major fireworks here. It just it strikes me as the type of game that Sunday, after it's over, we're going to want to start the next podcast episode with it, and we're going to talk want to talk about the ramifications for the team that won the game. You know, Cincinnati lights up Seattle. It's their back. Seattle goes to Cincinnati and lights them up. It's like, wait a minute. 
you know, everybody loves the 49ers in the division, rightfully so, and the Eagles, but like, and the, we love the Lions, but where's this team in that conversation? You know, they will enter the chat if they win a game like this uh, against Cincinnati. And more so, like, if they win the game because Burrow just doesn't look right, then it won't be as much of a big deal. But if they go in there and score like 30 plus points and light them up, it, it will be. I agree with that. Uh, Giants, my goodness, man. We were praising the hell out of Brian Dable last year. Everybody was. So Giants-Bills, is the disaster in New York Brian Dable's fault? You know, here's why I would say yes. Because the head coach there might not be the general manager, but the coach has a ton of say. And you're hearing these things now out of New York. Boomer Siason is talking about how He's hearing that Daniel Jones is the type of quarterback that like needs motivated or like needs the coach to get him up for games and be like the spiritual leader of the team and the guy that everybody follows. And in addition to what he does or doesn't do on the field, like he just does not have, he doesn't project himself and carry himself like a franchise quarterback. And like, if they knew those things about him, in addition to, the obvious questions that there still were about the way he played last year. I mean, he didn't even throw 20 touchdown passes. Yeah. So much of it was what he was doing with his legs. Dable's got to speak up there and say, it's just not a good move to give him this amount of money, even if it is on the short term. And even if eventually there are ways to get out of it, like instead, maybe give Barkley a short term deal, tag Jones, Or don't give Jones a contract at all. I mean, I just, he's got to take some culpability for the Giants' commitment to this quarterback because so much of their faith in Jones is tied into what Dable was able to get out of him as coach last year. I think that you're right. There's, it's a tricky spot though. These guys are, have all such huge egos. And like he got praised, he being Dable, because Daniel Jones was somewhat productive, especially compared to what he was before Brian Dable got there. So if they would have then said, we're moving on from Daniel Jones or not committing to him, there would have then, that would have also taken some of the shine off of Brian Dable. And I just, even if it would have been the correct thing to do, he was getting praised as the guy who maximized Daniel Jones. And so to then turn on him with no alternate path to finding another quarterback, teams just don't do it even though they should. But Danny, if they they franchise tag him, I don't think anybody bats an eye at that. Do it for one year. I think Daniel Jones would have had a problem with it. What is he now? He's better than Kirk Cousins? He's above playing on the franchise tag? I'm not saying he's above it, but I mean – Teams do not welcome distraction. Like they can get out of it after next year easily, right? But, but they created that distraction by the way the whole Barkley thing went down. So there was going to be that you know distraction it's either way. A running back than a than a quarterback. I don't know. I feel like in that market, Barkley's a far more beloved player than Jones is. No, but but you're talking about the WFAN and like the market. I'm talking about okay, the but even room. in that locker room, I feel like there's probably more guys that would support Barkley than Jones. I mean, he's the quarterback of the team, man. Like, it just, it, just it, it, it matters more. 
But I'm telling you that there's credible reporting out of there that says he doesn't act like he's an alpha male. So in that locker room, I thought they might have thought we're giving this guy $40 million a year. What are we doing? This is Listen, I, I think that what teams should do more of is what you were hinting at at the beginning. Like what teams normally do is they're so scared of not having a guy who is startable that they'll pay someone who is startable but not good. Well, that's that's why the that's why San Francisco's idea with Trey Lance, their their heart or head was in the right place. They just executed it so badly. Yeah. They thought we can't we're not settling for Jimmy Garoppolo. We need better. And you're saying a lot of other teams would have just been happy with Garoppolo and probably just paid him and moved right along with him. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely think that that's the case. I mean, Kirk Cousins is good. Dak Prescott is good. Derek Carr is good, but they're not, they're not special. And I just think it's crazy to pay 20% of your salary cap to not special because then it's so damn hard to build a good team around them. You know, we, we've had this conversation for years with so many different quarterbacks. And that's what happened in New York. I'm with you. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Patriots uh, Raiders, what's yeah. more likely, Josh McDaniels or Bill Belichick with a new team next year? Okay. If both are not with their current team next year, Bill Belichick is definitely with a new team. If Josh McDaniels gets fired, are we sure he's employable? He'll like, be a coordinator somewhere, 100%. Why? Because there's enough friends of Belichick and look at his resume and what he did with Tom Brady where he'll get a job somewhere for sure. But, Not but as a head what, coach. What evidence is there that Josh McDaniels is a very good offensive coordinator even? His track record with Brady and what he did in New... Yeah, that's what I'm just with telling you. Brady is a huge qualifying phrase there. Correct. Man. I know it is. He has not proven to be an additive offensive force in a non-Bill Belichick, Tom Brady ecosystem in the NFL anywhere ever, period. I just, I, like, I know he would get a job, Old Boys Network or whatever, but, like, I took your question more as, like, as a head coach. And I know, like, sure, offensive coordinator, he could be a quarterback coach, he has a zero. My, my question is, who is more likely to get get fired at the end of the year, Josh McDaniels or Bill Belichick? I think that Bill Belichick will never be fired. 
I think that there might be a parting of ways. Okay. So okay. Get am I qualifying my way out of, of your questions here? Yes. I'm semantically arguing around your question. Right. Okay. Mr. Debate Club champion in the state Thank of Illinois. It wasn't a club of the state. Thank you. Thank you very much. 2005. Uh, can the Raiders afford to fire Josh McDaniels? That's why I asked the question, because I think most people would just say, Josh McDaniels, let's move on to the next question. But you have to take into account stuff like that. Yeah. I I think that Belichick, it's approaching 50-50, like down from 90, 80, 70, like that he is on his way out in, in New England. But Josh McDaniels should have been fired before the damn season. So... I will say that Belichick is on a new team next year, just based on where this is trending. But the answer is probably both. The answer is probably both. But Belichick as a head coach and Josh McDaniels maybe as a water boy or something. And I hope it's in Chicago. I hope you get, after what you just said about Josh McDaniels, I hope you get Belichick head coach, Josh McDaniels offensive coordinator, working with Justin Fields next year. I do not. That is not something I'm interested in. Commanders Falcons. You skipped a game. Did I? See, I, I can't trust you to I, go through. I did. I did. I did. I'm listen. I'm 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 mostly paying attention. Saints Texans. Is this the game that CJ Stroud finally looks like a rookie? I think so. Right. They're, Law of averages here. Isn't this like the bad matchup for him, even though they're at home? Isn't this Saints the defense one, has been great? Yeah. Isn't this the one where, you know, Danny? I know you're a red zone nut. You look over and Scott Hansen's like, oh, there's CJ Stroud's third interception of the game. Oh, there's a, yeah, there's a, you know, he gets smashed and the ball flies up in the air and it's picked off by Honey Badger and he takes it to the house. Like, I just see this as a game where he gets reminded that it is the NFL and it's not going to be this easy. And and just to be just to be clear here, if that happens, I'm not going to think really any less of C.J. Stroud because to do it for five straight games without a gaffe is phenomenal. Um, But I do like you're saying your listeners are going to bet against you because you've got hit 15 in a row. I think this is the time to bet against C.J. Stroud. Yeah, the odds are that this is going to be a tough spot for him. But look at the total in the game. 42 yeah, and a half, how low it is. Yeah. Um, Tampa put up 26 on the Saints. Everybody yeah, weird, else. Weird day because Carr, by all rights, probably shouldn't have played. I think that that took the wind out of their sails. Yeah. I mean, every other game, 16-15, 20-17, 18-17, and then obviously last week they held the Patriots. Uh, to zero. Have you seen some of the New England offensive stats going around, by the way? That it is 24 consecutive offensive drives without a point? Yep. And I think it's 34 offensive drives without a touchdown? That is impossible. That is Bears-esque. That is so bad. Uh, But yeah, I think we're both on the same page that This is going to be an ugly, ugly, ugly football game. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 